Hi, this is Eddie Markham, pastor of River of Life Church, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for taking the time and listening to our podcast. Hopefully you're going to be inspired and impacted by our message today. I also want to let you know what's going on here at River of Life. God has just been blessing us, and we have outgrown our facility, and the time has come for us to get into a new building. We need to get into a bigger building. So we have kicked off a building campaign this year, and we are moving forward, and God is blessing it. So we are reaching out to you, our podcast listening audience, and just want to encourage you that if you would like to participate and make a donation into our building fund, please head over to our website. It's www.rol-ag.com. And right on the homepage there is a little donate button. Click on that, follow the instructions, and just sow your seeds, sow into this ministry, and help us make this happen. I want to say thank you in advance, and I pray God continue to bless you and impact your life as you listen to the ministry at River of Life. How many's with me on it? How many feel that today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your presence in here today. It's your presence that we feel, Father, and that we know that you are here today, God. We know that when we're in your presence, that's when change happens. That's when mind renewal happens. That's when perspective changes. That's when healings take place in our soul and in our spirit. Father, and so we thank you for your presence. Just continue to have your way in this place, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I want you to go ahead and grab a seat. I'm just going to get right into the Word. I'm not going to, I don't have a real long message. Like I said, I want to pick up where I left off last week, so I want to get right into it. We're in Isaiah 58. It's a book in the Old Testament. And I encourage you, if you weren't here last week or if you didn't hear the message, then listen to our podcast, download it, uh, or get a CD message from the back table back there, uh, the media table where the sound is. Ask them you, if you could get that, that CD. Uh, some get the CD messages from both services. They're always recorded. We only put one on the podcast. So if you're listening to us today, I want to say hi to our podcast listening audience. They're everywhere. Hope you're going to get blessed. And, but go back and listen to last week. I really set the foundation because we were entering into fasting. I explained a lot about what's going on here in Isaiah 58. Uh, so I, let me just retract a little bit. What is fasting? We entered into a time of fasting. It's different than fasting for medical purposes. This was spiritual fasting. So that is simply a voluntary restraint from food for the purpose of seeking God. That's what that is. It's voluntary restraint from food for the purpose of seeking God. In other words, we're going to say, we said this week, God, I want to start this year off right with um, just restraining from food. We all love to eat, and that's a big thing for our flesh. We love it. It's good, and it's not wrong with it. But God, I'm going to learn to have discipline. I'm going to learn some discipline in my life. I'm going to learn some self-control in my life. I'm going to learn to take control of my, be in control of my desires and my wants. I mean, that's important. One of the big, if, if we don't understand and learn how to take control of our passion, we can, you can really damage yourself and damage other people. And so that's another reason why we do that. But during that time, we don't just starve our flesh. We, we are seeking God. We spend more time in prayer. We spend more time in the Word, and we're letting God show us ourselves, and He begins to change us. And, and a lot of people don't understand that. Uh, I showed a video to somebody here yesterday. I was talking about it, but uh, we all know uh, Christian or Chris Pratt. The actor, how many's ever seen Guardian of the Galaxy of the Guardian? How many know who Chris Pratt is? Okay, look him up on YouTube. I don't have time to tell you this whole story, but he's recently.
recently given his life to the Lord, I guess, and he's coming to church and he's serving God and praise God. I love it when people in Hollywood and people out there uh, get to the place where they're like, man, you know, money's good. This is good. Life's been good. But man, I'm still kind of empty. So I'm kind of turning to God. I love that when that happens. And so he's one of these guys that's really going after God. And I guess he put on his Instagram a picture of himself because he's on a 21 day fast. And so he's looking kind of beat up and rough. And, and, uh, but man, these guys were kind of, I couldn't believe they were hating on him, man. It was uh, the morning show or one of them shows and, and they had him on there and they were talking about this Daniel fast. So yeah, what is a Daniel fast? And they were all talking and, and they had a picture of Chris up there. And, uh, and he said, he's doing this because he wants to get closer to God. And it's almost like they weren't making fun of him, but they were making fun of him. And, 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 and it's, it blew, and then it went right into these other things. And, and I got there thinking, I said, you know, some people are happier when your life is messed up. Isn't that something? There ain't nothing wrong when you're about to lose your mind, when your family's falling apart, when addiction is cripping your heart, when you're just turning into this selfish person. It seems like others are like, yeah, I hear you, brother. But as soon as you try to turn your life around, as soon as you strike, try to get better with God and get in your life, people start going, man, what are you doing all that for? And they start hating on you. Isn't that something? And I say, Chris Pratt, go for it, brother. I pray that he gets on fire for God. I, I hope that, man, he, he gets a breakthrough and, and we see a revival in Hollywood. I mean, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome? People hating on Justin Bieber. How many Bie- Biebers we got in here? I mean, they take what you want, but the young man goes to Israel and he's trying to get closer to God and he's hanging out with Judah, uh, with uh, Carl Lentz from New York, a pastor of the Hillsong. And, and I'm not judging Bieber. I don't, I don't really get into Bieber. I'm not a Bieber music guy. I don't even know what he sings hardly, but my prayer is I want everybody to get closer to God. I said, my prayer is that everybody gets closer to God. And so that's what this fasting is all about. And chapter 58 of Isaiah, they were fasting in the Bible times, but they begin to get off of the path of really what fasting's all about. And so they were just abstaining from food and they were just trying to look religious and they were missing the point. I mean, oh, you can miss the point in things. And so God was saying, hey, man, you, you look good and you're coming to church and you're doing this thing, but you're really not doing it with your whole heart. God's not interested in, in a lot of these things that we get interested in. He's not into styles and colors of music and stained glass windows. We don't even have any in here. And, and, and so you come into a church and we have these things in our mind sometimes of how religion is supposed to be or how God is supposed to be. And there's nothing wrong with stained glass windows, nothing wrong with all of that. But my number one question is is when I go to church, is God's presence in there? Yes. Come on, somebody. Am I going to hear about the Spirit of God? Am I going to learn something about God? Watch this. That will help me get closer to God in my spirit. That, that's what it's all about. And so that's what the purpose of fasting was, and that's what he's telling them here in Isaiah 58. He was rebuking them and telling them, you guys are doing it for the wrong reasons. And so I titled it last week, Breakthroughs and Blessings. And that's what I was talking about last week, because when we fast and we go after God with all of our heart, he said in this chapter that he will give us breakthroughs. That means, what's that's a church word. That's a Bible word for 
breaking things out of our life and off of our life. Things that we've been struggling with and things that we need victory over. And, and, and so we talked about them and I gave you three of them. Addictions and habits. And I'm not going to go over them again. God can break addictions and habits off of our life when we fast and when we pray. Emotional healing. God can bring emotional healing. And I talked about oppression. How that's a real thing. There's a physical uh, ailment to it and then there's a spiritual part of being oppressed and how God ministers to the spirit and then containment. But I want to turn the corner and for the next while, told you I'm not going to keep you real long. What does that mean? Nothing. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, that means nothing. Tell them next time, that means nothing. Tell your other neighbor, I'm ready for the word of God. How many is ready for the word today? Amen. So, amen. Let's get into it. So, so verse eight, he begins to Give what I call blessings. These are the first three were breakthroughs. In other words, he says, I'm going to break these things off of your life. I'm going to help you break these things off of your life. And then he says, these next four things, I'm going to, uh, these are blessings. These are things that are going to break forth. And he says it there in verse eight, then your light, everyone say light, light. shall break forth like the morning, like the morning. Okay. In your Bible, that's what it says in English, but that Bible was written in Hebrew, and so when we translate it into English, that's why I always give you different words of what the original meaning is, because it helps us understand it a little bit better. And so in, in the Hebrew, in the original translation, it would have been better to have been translated the way it should have been, and that is this, your salvation will burn like the morning sun. When you, when you seek me, when you put me first in your life, when you really begin to go after me, and that's what fasting does, by the way. Fasting is something that helps us focus back on God, focus more on spiritual things. Hear me. And, and if I would preach this by its own message, I, I, would, I would call it fix your focus. Everyone say fix your focus. The problem that we have a lot of times is, is, is not just these things that are going on in our life, and we're wanting God to do this, and we're needing God to do that in our life, and we're wanting God to do this, and what God is saying, I want to do all of that and even more, but I want you to fix your focus. I need you to quit just seeing me as a Sunday thing or as a church thing or put me in a box over here that Chris Pratt's doing or this church is doing. God says, I don't want to be something on the side. I want to be your main focus. What's the number one commandment? Love me with all your heart, God said. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, your mind, your body, and soul. God said, if you would just love me with everything you got, man, I will show off in your life. I will show up and show off in your life. Just put me first. If you're in a relationship, you want to be put what? First. What would you say if your wife said, honey, I love you, but um, just one day of the year. I've done many weddings in my life, okay? It's part of what I do. And I still have never seen this happen when I go to marry the couple. He looked at her, and right before I say, till death do us part, what would you do if he said, oh, excuse me, honey, there's this one ex-girlfriend that I have, and I just want to go see her one day a week. I mean, I mean, one day out of the whole year. So, honey, I'm going to commit to you, but it's 363 days. I'm, I'm not, or 64 days. I'm not going to give you the whole, just, just one day. How many would marry that? Why? Because you want, you want the whole thing. 
There's not a bride out there, there's not a single one of us that would say, I want to be in a relationship with someone, even if it's one day. What if he said, oh, but it's only one day. You're going to get me 364 days out of the year. I'm going to come home from work, and, and we're going to be together. I'm going to take care of you. We're going to laugh. We're going to experience life together. Just give me one day. Come on, somebody. You'd be like, nope. God's in heaven saying, come on, man. Come on. I want you to focus on me. And I want to be a part of your life, not just on Sunday, 930, 1130, or both. I don't want to be in your life just on the Sabbath or whatever. I want to be on your life Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You just come to bless me and worship me for what I've done for you all week because I want to be your focus in your life. How many's getting that today? How many's getting that today? So that's what he's saying here. And then he, he says this, after you pray and fast, and let me tell you this. He starts off with the word then. Then your salvation will burn like the morning sun. He says the word then because after, because when we fast, many times the results of fasting will come after we have fasted. Very seldom will it happen in the middle of the fast. Usually we see the results of our fast and our prayer after we do the fast. Jesus fasted for 40 days. Nothing happened in those 40 days. He was just tempted. He was tempted by the devil. He was tempted by the flesh, and he overcame the temptation. But your Bible says in Luke 4, after the fast, then he returned in the power of his spirit. Hear me today. It's after we seek God, after this week of fasting. I'm building your expectation so you can believe and expect God to do some amazing things in your life and in your family this week and this year. And the first thing he says that I want to bless you when you focus on me. So fasting helps us focus on God. Right? You with me? He says, the first thing that I want you to know is that your salvation will burn like the morning sun. What's he saying? Passion. Everyone say passion. You want more passion? You want more love life in in your relationship with God? You want some passion? Because it's easy to get caught up in the religion and to lose that passion. It's easy to just get into this religious mode and, and not feel the fire and the passion for God anymore. But God said, when you fix your focus, when you fix your focus, And you begin to focus in on me. And that's what fasting does. It helps us focus in on the spiritual. When you begin to, then that passion for me, then that love for me, then that desire for me will begin to fire, will begin like a fire in your life. And you'll have that passion. King David, the Bible says that he he wrote and he said in Psalm, he said, oh God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. What is he saying? He's saying, God, I used to be so happy about serving you and, and living for you, but somewhere I lost it. And so, God, I'm praying that you will restore to me the joy of my salvation. God is saying, if you will fix your focus, if you will focus in on me, I'll give you that passion. I'll give you that fire. I'll give you a fresh wind. That prophetic word I released uh, Friday night, many are asking for it, by the way. I'm, we're going to put it on our website. And we're going to make copies for it. We'll have it on the information table. But I talked about how that God gave me that word for us this year that he was going to give strength for our labor. He was going to give us fresh wind, fresh fire for a fresh year, for a fresh season. Come on, somebody. Does anybody get excited over that? Does anybody need some fresh fire? Come on. I may need some fresh fire in your life, some fresh passion in your life for the Lord. So Jesus taught on this 
in Luke 11. And he says this, he says, go ahead and put that up there. He says, the lamp of the body, this is what Jesus said about it. Talk about passion. Everybody say passion. passion. He says, the lamp of the body is the eye. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body is also full of light. But when your, whole, when your eye is bad, watch this, your body is also full of darkness. Look at that. Therefore, take heed, pay attention that the light which is in you is not darkness. Pay attention to the passion that you have because, oh yeah, you have passion. Everybody in this room has passion. It may not be for the right things, but you got a passion. Give me five minutes with you and I'll tell you what your passion is. It's what you talk about the most. It's what you're more excited about. It's what's on your mind right now while I'm preaching. That's what your passion is. Jesus says passion, because passion is a good thing. Fire is a good thing. But if I built a fire right here on this stage, fire has boundaries. Passion has to have boundaries. Oh, you guys getting this today? Passion is given to us by God. He wants you to be passionate. He wants us to be passionate. Another reference to King David, the Bible says when King David worshiped God because of the Ark of the Covenant, which represented the presence of God, was coming down into his palace, your Bible says that he's the king of Israel, thousands and thousands of Israelites, the most powerful nation on earth at that time. Your Bible says that when they begin to have church, King David took off his outer garments, which represented his stuffy priesthood or him being the king. It's all his, his digni- dignified self. It represented the king and all of his sophistication, which ain't nothing wrong with none of that. But for him to really want to worship God the way he wanted to worship God, the Bible says what? He had to take it off and throw it to the side. And he began to dance with all his might. Have you ever danced with all your might? Some of y'all did. Wasn't in here, but it was somewhere. Talk about, oh, that's my jam. Get out of my way. Talk about, mm-hmm. Gonna get out there and dance. Well, listen, that's good, but when you come to church, baby, get your passion on. Get your dance on. It's okay. Lift your voice. Lift your hands. Say, get out of the way. If they're all dead, then say, move. If you was at the club, you wouldn't be sitting by them. They're killing the vibe, right? That's what I'm saying. Who, who created that? We call it energy. It's not energy. It's passion. And when you feel it in a room in a church, it's not energy. Call it that. It's the presence of God. And God wants us to be excited about him. Got me yelling at 1130. Why? Because I'm passionate. I used to be passionate about other things. We all know about them. I tell you about them about every week. And you know what? The Bible says that King David did that. He's the king of Israel. The Bible says he danced with all of his mind. He was sweating. What's the last time you sweat worshiping God? Some of y'all was doing it Friday. I know I was. I had a shovel running around here talking about, hey, you got a shovel? Some of y'all was like, okay, this is the last time I'm coming to this church. That's all I'm saying. Tell your neighbor it's a river of life thing. Amen. Go ahead. Hey, you got to just ask somebody about the shovel. I don't know. I have to tell you that. I preach on it another time. But I saw some of y'all in here Friday dancing. That's good. Don't stop when it's Sunday. And we didn't, and I love it. Let's build off of that. Your Bible says that when King David danced and he's whirling around, you read the story, he's whirling and dancing and, and he, when he got done praising the Lord, the Bible says he went back into the palace and his wife looked at him and said, look at you down there looking all dumb in front of the people of Israel. Read it. It's in the Bible. 
She says, you're the king. You're supposed to be more reserved. Read it. I love what he said. He said, you speak like a foolish woman. He said, if that offended you, then you ain't seen nothing yet. Because you just don't know what my God has done for me. He said, I will come on somebody. I was just a little shepherd boy on the backside of the desert. But God raised me up to be the king of Israel. So how dare me be quiet and be silent for what my God. Come on, praise him today at 1130. For what my God has done for me. Come on, shout. Come on, stand to your feet. I dare you to stand up. I dare you to stand up and give him a real praise at 1237. yet baby because my God has set me free he has given me peace I wouldn't even be here today if it wasn't for God Woo! got me preaching today I told you I was going to not preach long but oh well <laughs> told you it meant nothing you know what got me about that story the Bible says that from that day forward that woman could not have any more children the Bible says God was so displeased with the way she criticized him that she could not have any more children for the rest of her days. Think about that story. God's judgment came on that woman, and she ended up being crazy anyway. You know, sometimes God will expose you to the hearts of some people that's in your inner circle. As I prophesied that Friday night, that some people were exposed to you, that you thought they had your bed, they thought they were, and God did that to show you that they're not meant to go into this next season that he has in store for your life. So don't try to bring him back into this new, if God, whatever he crucifies, don't try to resurrect, leave it in the past. I love you, I'm praying for you, but you're not meant to come in this new level that God is bringing me in. Come on, I know, come on somebody, help me today, Jesus. Passion. But I underline that word good because I want you to see what that word, that word good in, in your Bible means healthy. It means single. It means clear, single and focused. So what Jesus is saying here is whatever you're focused in on life will dictate the passions that you have. And it's okay to have other passions in life. Y'all know I love football, and I'm a Detroit Lion fan, so pray for me. <laughs> and that proves that I have a lot of faith, right, LaDon? We love the Lions. We hate them, but we love them. They go to the Super Bowl, I'm, I'm going to be on the front row. So only you are, too, talking about you hate the Lions. Pastor John's going to be right next to me on the front row. Don't try to act like you hate. He's going to be like, yeah, and you hear guys calling in on the radio all the time. I've been a fan since 1957. Yeah. Feel the pain, brother. <laughs> and it's okay to have those passions, and we get into sports, and we get into cooking or, or hunting or shopping or whatever your thing is. But I'm telling you here today that you really want this passion to burn in your life and be that light and be on fire for God. I wish everybody could feel what I feel. I wish everybody could feel the presence of God as I have felt it. But you've got to learn how to do that, just like you've got to learn all the other passions you have in life. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. My brother right here, LaDon, I, I want to keep using him in my sermon, but I love him. One of my best friends. I hated football. Could you imagine that? <laughs> because I didn't understand it. I remember this guy right here sat me down and explained the whole game to me. First downs, second downs. If you don't know football, you get around him, you will learn football. 
And as I begin to understand the thing of the game, I begin to love the game. Same way with all of your passions. And listen, when you come into the things of God, you may not understand everything, the communion and the worship, but there's something on the inside that should be saying, I don't know what's up, but I know it's good. I know it's right. I know there's something. I don't know what it is, but I want just a little more of what that brother's talking about. I'm telling you, you're starting to fix your focus. Woo, I'm yelling and sweating and everything. I hope you're getting something out of this today. What's happening? Your focus is starting to come. That's what Jesus is saying. Pay attention to what you're watching, to what's getting into your eyes and your ear gate. Pay attention because it dictates your passion. That's right. I want to be on fire for God. Then be on fire for God. People have told my wife, I want to worship the way you worship. And as I said, she's never went to no worship in school. Come here, learn how to worship God. And she goes in there, okay, lift your right hand and you do this. And, you know, like Tim Hawkins, the Christian comedian, he's got, he's got, he's nuts. Pray for him. I think he's on drugs sometimes. But anyway, you just, you just pick it up. It's something that's not taught. Passion for God is something that's not taught. It's caught. Elisha, oh man, can I preach? I want to preach a few more minutes. Elisha and Elijah, two names. I know they sound like two totally different dudes. Elijah was the older guy. He was a man of God. Elisha was a younger man. He wanted to be like Elijah. And your Bible says in Kings there that the prophet Elijah walked up to Elisha and he had a mantle, which was a, like a coat, kind of like what David wore as a king. But this represented and told everyone that he's a prophet. And it represented his ministry. It represented his passion. And he took it off and he put it on Elisha. And Elisha was like, woohoo, it feels, it feels good. And they don't say that, but it, my version it does. And anyway, <laughs> the Bible's not boring. If you think the Bible's boring, you're boring. Anyway, and he takes, the, he takes the thing off of him. He only put it on him for a second, and he took it back off. And he was like, ooh, do it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> he was like, woo. He said, give me more of that. I don't know what it was, but give me more of that. And Elijah said, when you're able to see the way I see and you're able to feel how I feel, and you're able to preach and teach and talk about my Jesus the way I talk about my Jesus. When you see people the way I see people, instead of judging them, you love them. If you're able, God told me when I first began to preach, I said, God, what kind of preacher am I going to be? Am I going to be this guy? Am I going to be a quiet guy? Am I going to be this? He said, then be my guy. Be a guy that just is in love with me and telling everybody else about me. And he said, if you can learn to extract the precious out of the vial, I'll make you a spokesman to the nations. In other words, you got to look at people. We're all messed up. He says, you got to look at people's mess and see the beauty in the mess and be able to see what God can do. He can come right down in the middle of your chaos, baby, and pull out something beautiful that you didn't even know was in there. Come on, somebody. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the passion for Jesus. It's there. It's there. But you got to learn to fix your focus and that passion will light. Start spending time with God. Fast not just the first week. Learn to fast every now and then. Whenever this flesh gets out of control, because it will get out of control. As soon as the fasting's over, it's like looking around again. It's like that old movie, Jason. Remember they kept trying to kill Friday the 13th? I hated that movie. They killed the guy, run the guy over with a tractor. He's like, oh, and all of a sudden. <laughs> didn't he? Remember that? I think there's like 50 of them. Friday the 1350, here he comes. He's all old now. 
Come on, help me today. Come on, 1130. Hey, that's how your flesh is. That's how you, oh, you good. You got a weekend. Woo, look at you. I'm spiritual. I'm about to walk on water. Oh, can I just moonwalk? Can I just moonwalk? Listen, you're getting all excited and y'all feel good. And listen, that's awesome. We give it just a couple of days. Coming out of here Friday night talking about, woo. I love, I'm going to get me a shovel. Going to Menards right now. Why are you getting a shovel? I don't know. He had one and I like one. Whatever. You know, you feel it. We feel it. And then all of a sudden, man, all of a sudden, it don't take hardly nothing. You wake up. It's something. I told a pastor friend of mine years ago. I said, man, it's amazing how it takes, it seems like it takes so much work for me to focus on God to get a blessing. But all I have to do to get this nasty old Eddie out is just sleep. Yeah. Can anybody else relate with what I'm saying? Looking all at me like you're all holy up in church. All I got to do is sleep, Pastor. And it's like I wake up like Freddie, like Jason. <laughs> well, look at, looking at them commercials and looking over here on your drive. Oh, oh, oh. You guys act like you don't know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You're out there going, praise you, Jesus. Your flesh is going, man, he's right. He's right. And the Holy Spirit is saying, here, man, I want to help you. I want to help you. What did the great apostle said? I, he said, I die daily. I crucify my flesh. And I, and I live. I die, but yet I live. Nevertheless, I live. And the life that I do live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And when that old flesh tries to come up, he just pushes it back down. I don't like Jason anyway. Go away in the name of Jesus. Flesh, get under control. Get under control. Get under my feet. I ask for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. We're going to worship God. I'm going to have my passion right. I'm going to get my focus right. I'm going to get my peace right. I'm going to get my joy right. Woo, come on, somebody. I feel that today. Hallelujah. Someone say passion. I got all that. That's point number one. Help me, Jesus. Got three more. You got any afternoon plans? I know playoffs are on. DVR it. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, you got to get this. You got to learn to focus your passion. Not just because the week of fasting is over. We got to learn to continue with this thing. And I'll tell you, now after years of learning to focus my passion the correct way, it's, it's a lot easier. It's a lot easier. When you understand the game of football, it's easier to watch it. Now, some of you should be growing in your faith. I know you grew a lot through this, through fasting and seeking God. Watch the breakthroughs that's going to happen in your life. Then the breakthroughs come. Then the blessing come. Then all these things will begin to happen. Your passion will begin to come. You're going you're to want to put in some worship music on the way to work. You're going to want to put that playlist in instead of whatever else. Why? Your desires are going to change. I like how Joyce Meyer says it. The closer I got to God, he changed the things I used to love, I hate. And the things I used to hate, now I love. What is that? That's when you're growing in your faith. What's happening, Pastor Eddie? You're fixing your focus. I can't get away from that. You're fixing your focus. Love and that marriage, you need that thing to, to light up again, fix your focus, dude. Well, you don't know, Pastor Eddie, the dog in me. The dog in you needs to meet the Christ in you. You need to get that focus right. You need to get that flesh under control. You need to get those passions right. Talking to you too, ladies, if you got an issue there, you need to learn to get that passion right. Get that vision right. Get that focus right. 
and watch that king or that queen in your marriage begin to come alive. Ooh, I am preaching better than you're shouting at 1130. That was a marriage conference in 10 seconds. I know. Everything pulls at us, people. Everything pulls at us. Everything up is going to pull at you. And it's all right to get pulled here and that and all that. Feel the struggle. The struggle is real. But I'm telling you, man, it, we're told and we're, Jesus is even telling us, be careful what you're focused on. Be careful of what you're focused on. Someone say, stay focused. And I can preach. I'm going to have to visit some of these again. Then he goes, these kind of go together. Then he says in that next verse, your healing will spring forth and righteousness will go before you. In other words, he's saying when you fix your focus, you're going to have passion. Then you're going to have healing. Everyone say healing. But the way he words it there in your Bible is he doesn't just mean physical healing because he says, then your healing will come forth and your righteousness will go before you. What's up with that? What's that? That's Bible talk for your reputation because that, that's what goes before you. You come to church and I'm like, hey, what's up? But I know someone that knows you when you come to the church, you're like, oh, that's, that's reputation. But I love what he says here. You know what he's saying? You make me your focus, and I'll heal your reputation. <laughs> that was big for me. Because I was known for doing this, and I was known for doing that. Eddie from E-Course, E-Town, hey, what's up? And I had all this, and I had all that. I was known for this. And being from E-Town is never going to change. That's who I am. But my passions have changed. Don't get me wrong. Can't judge a book by its cover. Come on, somebody. It's on the inside that what matters, my passion began to line up with God, and he began to change my reputation. First time I saw this happen, I was down at uh, Sears in Lincoln Park, and I remember I was walking through there. I was probably a Christian for two years now. We were in there shopping, and I looked across, and here come, uh, his name was Benny. I'll say it in our podcast, because it's a blessing if he's listening. He was the turnkey, the bailiff for the jail at E-Course. It's bad when you know these guys at the first name basis, but I'm just saying, that's where I was, and I saw him, and he, he was in plain clothes, and he looked, and he was, first I didn't know who he was, like, who's this old guy, he, you know, he's, he's looking at me all like this, and I was like, you know, instincts was coming, <laughs> Jason coming back up, what's up, man, hey, don't be walking up, no, help me, Lord, and anyway, he come up, and he's looking at me, and he got close, he said, hey, what's up, and I, then I recognized, hey, What's up? First words I was about. He said, where you been? <laughs> True story. Where you been, man? And he meant it like, I like you. as a good thing. I was a compliment. I know what he was saying. And I said, hey, man, I've been going to church. And he goes, wow, for real. And he just stood back here, and I just began to tell him. That passion began to come. I begin to say, man, I don't even know everything right now, but all I know is I'm going to church, and man, God's cleaning me up. He's changing my mind, the way I think, the way I feel, my desires. I don't even want to go back and do some of that stuff, man. He's got tears in his eyes. He said, man, I want you to pray for my grandson. And then he began to give me a list of names. And he said, man, I've been going to church every now and then. I've been brought up, but I've never had. I don't have what you have. And by the end of that conversation, he was saying, pray for me. Can you picture me? Eddie from E-Course, standing in Sears checkout line, praying for a police officer that used to arrest me and bring me Carter sandwiches from down the street. But now I'm standing there putting my hand on this guy. Come on, somebody. And I'm saying, God, bless this man. Touch this man. Get a hold of his grandson. Get a hold of his grandbaby. Get a hold of his marriage. Whatever the brother needs, God, do what you've done in me. Do it 
anybody? That's what I was saying is fix your focus. And he left. He said, man, he said, what is your name? I've called you this name and that name. And I know it's Markham. And I said, they call me Eddie. He goes, man, I'm going to call you Eddie. He said, I'm going to call you Brother Eddie. (laughs) You know what he was saying? I'm changing your reputation. God was speaking through that man. He didn't even know it. And he's telling me what I would read later in Isaiah 58, how God said, if you will make me your focus, come on somebody. I said, if you will make me your focus, I will change your reputation. When people see you come they're not going to be like, oh, he, this and that, this and that. They're going to be going, oh, you know what? He used to do that. Here comes that dude now, but he, all he does is have a positive word for me. He may not be perfect, but I know he's got Jason under his feet. I don't got to worry about that old man coming back. He's got some victory in his life. He's got some passions in his life. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Jesus. Healing. Someone say healing. But he can also bring physical healing. And physical healing is a real thing that we all need. And let me tell you something about healing. You got to go after it, church. You got to go after healing. Emotional healing, whatever it is. You got to go after healing. People are all in the Bible that got healed. And it wasn't people that just, you know, Jesus walked up and just prayed for them. Read it in your Bible. There were some that Jesus would walk up on. And your Bible says that Jesus knew their condition. And he would still ask them, what do you want me to do? Wait a minute. The Bible says you knew he was blind. And you can tell a blind man when he's blind. Jesus knew the man was blind. Why did he make people tell him what they needed? Because there's something humility, something humbling about a grown adult asking for help. And asking God, help me change me because we're like King David with that role. We don't need nothing. We're all good. I'm good. I'm glad you're going to church. Got them stories with Benny and all that. I hear you, but I'm good. God is saying, you ain't good, brother. You ain't even seen good until you let me come in and do what I want to do. But they would say to Jesus, I'm blind. I need to see. I'm sick. I need to be healed. And then your Bible says Jesus moved with compassion, and he would meet that need. You got to go for it. Tell the person next to you, you got to go for it. Tell them again, you got to go for it. I don't think they heard you. You got to go for it. You got to go for that healing. King David, everything he went for, he had to go for it. You got to go for it. You got to go for it. Someone say, go for it. Okay, I'm going to... I got to finish. Let me finish up healing. Then he says, okay, he says, your passion's going to happen. You fix your focus. And that's what this fasting's been about is about focusing this, but we're going to stay focused. We're going to stay focused, right? We're going to stay focused. That passion's going to burn hotter. Healing will come your reputation. And then he said, protection. What did he say? The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. I love this. He says, he says, your reputation will now be a righteous one may not be perfect, but you know what I'm saying? You're different. Your righteousness will go before you, and he said, my protection will be your rear guard. In other words, God's saying, I got your back. That's Eddie's translation. I got your back. I got your back. Uh, Friday night, I'm up here running around with my shovel. I was all in the mood. I was in there, boy. I was getting in there. I was somewhere up there. And I turned around, and I didn't didn't even rehearse what happened here. But I began to pray, and I just was saying and exhorting. And just letting the Lord use me. And I looked around, and you guys saw it that were here. And our deacons and our trustees came up and just stood around me. And Frank Finber, Ennis, all you guys that, that were here came up. Kenny Brew, Steve, 
and just prayed for me and put your hands around my, my back, just saying, I got your back. Yes. Well, you know what? God's got your back. Can I tell you God's got your back? I don't care what you're going through, man. God's got your back. Fix your focus. Get your focus on him. And when God has your back, ain't nobody going to mess with you. Come on now. Hey, God ain't going to... You know, I told you that friend, that bully was picking on me. I think I said it here somewhere. And I had that thing of ice and I had my boy with me, Billy. I turned around and Billy was gone. Not this Billy, the other Billy. You know, some people would be, I got you, I'm there with you. And I've heard it, Pastor Eddie, I'm with you. Woo, we're going to help you build that church. It's going, I'm going to help you build your church. And when I hear him say it, I'm like, hmm. Help me build my church. I need some people to say, Pastor Eddie, I'm going to help you build our church. I'm going to be used by our God to help build our church for our community. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. That's what I'm talking about. What are you saying? You're saying, I got your back. And when God said, when you say you got my back, when you made me your focus, God says, I'm going to step in and be your back. I'm going to start closing. That means nothing. But you talk about fasting and God having your back when you fast. When I first was a Christian, I used to drive a truck, and I'm on the other side of the state. I used to go out of town on deliveries, and I was in an accident. I was okay. It wasn't serious. No one got hurt. Minor injuries, but it was like my third accident within eight months. Okay, don't judge me. Anyway, it, it, it was a very serious thing. We just started going to church a little, a little while ago. We started tithing, giving, coming, volunteering. We were coming. Our focus was lining up, and then this happens. About to lose my job. Isn't that something? You ever been there? You try to step out in faith, but I'm going to do this thing. And then all of a sudden, something crazy out of left field just happens. Like, and then our first thing is, God, what's up with that? You ever been there? That Bible's full of stories like that. That's why you got to get in the Word and find yourself. By the time I got to my hotel that night, Pastor Steve, won't you come up to the stage? I'm about to close out. As I be, went to the hotel that night, I got alone. I called Melinda, and I said, honey, I don't know how to tell you this, but I got to face the boss in the morning. I got in an accident today. You don't even know what happened over here because she's at home, kids in school. She don't even know. We don't even know. We didn't have phones like we have today. I mean, you had to be in the house for to call me. <laughs> and, you, and you can go like 10 feet. We had the extension cord where you can go like real far. <laughs> Call her ID. That was like a breakthrough. Come on, somebody. I was like, I don't have to take that. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I said, baby, I said, you know what's up? I said, and I know, man, we're going to church and we're serving God, and I didn't expect this to happen. I think I'm going to lose my job. She said, Eddie's the funniest thing. I woke up this morning, and I heard the word fasting in my heart. She said, honey, it's like God was talking to me and telling me to fast for you. Now you got to understand, she wasn't raised in church. She had to go to a dictionary to look up fasting. <laughs> you can't make this up. She had to go and look for, a, what is fasting? To restrain from food for a specific purpose. She went to the Bible in the back, looked up fasting, began to look in scripture. She began to get it. She began, oh, okay, God, I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast for Eddie. I'm not going to eat today. I don't know what this is doing, God, but I'm fixing my focus. I don't know, God, what Eddie's doing. I don't even know what's happening over there. Could be something crazy, and I'm just, maybe you just want me to teach me fasting. 
But she said, as I begin to fast, God just begin to have me pray for you. And I'm on the other side of the phone going, you've got to be kidding me. Tears begin to come in my eyes. We begin to pray, hung up the phone, drove all the way from Grand Rapids the next morning to face my boss. Two brothers own the company. They're standing in there. Matt said, Mark wanted to fire you, Eddie. But we decided there's been such a change in you lately. Said, it's, it's out, man. You've got like a different reputation. Righteousness going before me. And uh, we were going to let you go, but as soon as we go to cut you and fire you, it's like someone had your back. <laughs> we're going to keep you. I don't make no sense. We should fire you. You had three occurrences within eight months. You're costing us a lot of money. You need to go to driving school, Eddie, okay? What's up with that, brother? And he goes this. He said, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, God, because I know you're going to church. You're, I'm a religious man, too. I go on Christmas. And he goes, I know you're going to say it's the God thing. And maybe it is, but we're going to go ahead and keep you. And I said, it is the God. Let me tell you what happened. I prayed. My wife had been fasting and praying. Because I was ready to go to get another job if this, door, if this door closed. And let me tell you this. You might have prayed and fasted and something happened and the door closed. Still don't give up. Because when God closes one door, we all know that he opens another. But it's hell in the hallway. I don't have time to tell you about the hallway. Come on, stand to your feet if you hear what I'm If you're getting what I'm saying this morning. What was God saying? He's saying, I got your back. He got you. I'm your protection. And that's what I pray over this church for 2019. Yes. Protection over our family. Last thing I want to give you is an open heaven. I don't have time. Never have enough time. Someone said, Eddie, you need to write a book. But you got to write one book describing what this book's going to be like. Yeah. <laughs> Four things that happen when we focus on God. Passion. Healing. Protection in an open heaven. Scripture says it like this. When you call on me, God said, I will answer quickly. How many need God to answer quickly? How come God ain't answering? I'm answering. Read earlier in the chapter. That's exactly what they said. They said, we're fasting, starving, and you ain't doing nothing, God. God said, fix your focus. And when we fix that focus, God says, I got your back. I thank God. He's had our back. Some of you are saved from things that didn't happen in 2018 you don't even know about. You need to thank God for what didn't happen. How do you do that? By faith. That car just missing you. Everybody else at work got cut, but you didn't. You might have got cut, but got a better job. Look at you. Bottom line, you made it. You're standing in 2019 today. So you need to give God some praise, I think, for that this morning. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise today. Woo! Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're so good, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. Father, we love you. We thank you, God. And God, we, we have fasted this week. and We have worshiped this week. We have prayed this week. We have fixed our focus. I pray for everybody here, God, as we go forward, we would keep this focus. Help us to keep it. Help us to keep that flesh down and our spirit up. Those of us, Lord, that are growing and learning and just coming in, God, take us to another level. 
Take us in a little bit deeper. Take us in a little bit in your presence more than we were last time. In Jesus' name, with your heads bowed, if you hear you say, Pastor. Thanks for listening. We trust that God has spoken to you through today's message. If you would like to know more about our church or if you would like to help support the ministry, please go to www.rol-ag.org. River of Life Assembly of God, a church of His presence, His promises, and all people.